Welcome back to PHM Experience, the podcast. This week's sermon is from Elder Civil Bull, and it's called God, Our Supreme Strategist. Stay tuned to hear how God is orchestrating all of our lives and the whole universe. And when you're done, share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with a coworker, share it on social media. You never know how much the word can bless someone's life. This is what I hear in my spirit right now. Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let's read that one more time. Let them also that hate him flee before him. And let's jump to the third verse. And it says, but let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Jah, and rejoice before him. One more time. Let's go over that third um, verse. But let the righteous be glad. I just need you right where you are. Just tap yourself and say, I will be glad because I am the righteous. I will be glad. I was telling myself on this week that we all have choices. We have these choices of how we're going to deal with the situations of our lives. And we can choose to be glad or we could choose to be mad. All right. We can choose to be in our pity parties, but the Bible is telling us right here, but let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Let them be exceeding in their rejoicing. And I'm not sure if you remember, but when you start rejoicing, it causes something to shift inside of you. It causes something to erupt and, um, and, and just causes this, I want to say like a dynamite effect that happens when you're like, God, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. There's nobody like you. Next thing you know, you shift to next gear and you're like, hallelujah, hallelujah. You get louder, you get, and then all of a sudden there's something that happens within your soul and you begin to remember his goodness and you begin to remember his faithfulness. And all of a sudden you go into this whole shift where you're like, oh my God, my soul boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. And then you're crying and then you're snotting and then you're just lifting your hands and clapping your hands and you're doing everything that you can to express how good God is and how much you appreciate him. Amen. And so let us continue to lift our hearts and minds unto God. On today, I want to share with you a word. And in my topic, my topic today is God the supreme strategist. God is the supreme strategist. Although we don't always have the insight, we know that all things are working together for our good. And that makes us trust in the Lord. So it says God is the supreme strategist. So someone may say, what is a strategist? But first I want to explain to you what supreme means because, it, you know, somebody might say he's great. He's a master. But, you know, in this earth, in this world, there's a lot of people that are great strategists. But we don't want to put God in this lower realm. We want to put him in a high realm. So God is a supreme 
strategist. And supreme just means the highest rank in authority. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. He's sovereign. And so he's supreme in his strategies. And what's the strategist? <laughs> A person skilled in planning the best way to gain an advantage. What is a strategist? A person skilled in planning the best way to gain an advantage or success. So he is a supreme strategist. And because he's a supreme strategist, everything that he has already set in place from the beginning of time is on a timeline. And because it's on a timeline, it means that it's not, it doesn't matter how anxious we get. 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 It's on a timeline. All right. Tap yourself and say, everything is on a timeline for me. Everything is on a timeline for me. And so it's almost a waste of time to ask God how long. Well, how long, God? I hope they get this vaccine. I hope they get some answers. Don't worry about it. That's not what you need to be focused on. You need to focus on the timeline and what exactly are you doing in my life in this timeline? What is it that you want to work for my good that I don't understand in this timeline? Because he's a supreme strategist, he's, he, this is what he wants to do. He wants to make sure that you gain the advantage. Lift your hands where you are at home, right here in the sanctuary and said, I am gaining the advantage. I am gaining the advantage. I might be crying while I gain the advantage. I might have to wrestle with some things while I gain the advantage. I might lose some relationships while I gain the advantage. But nevertheless, I am gaining the advantage. Why? Because he's a master strategist. All you have to do is just get into your word and you have to ask someone like Joshua as God is saying, hey, I want you to cross over. I want you to I want you to cross over. What you mean cross over? You see that wall? Do you understand? Do you God understand? You know how we talk to him. God, do you understand exactly what the enemy has set for me? I mean, I can physically see it. Can you physically see it, God? Because this conversation that we're having that you're telling me to cross over and that that wall is going to fall. That's not going to make no sense. How many people know that God is telling us a lot of things in this moment that makes no sense? Any conversations that you've been having, anything that he's been telling you to do that just does not make any sense. In your mind, in your intellectual mind, you say to God, I think this would have worked better if you would have told me this last year. I think this would have worked better if you would have just gave me a heads up. But it's not about getting a heads up. It's about trusting God in the strategy that he's working for your life. So Joshua is looking, he's looking, and Joshua's like, wait, okay, you want me to cross over this Jordan, and when I get over there, you gave me this word, so we're not climbing the wall, we're going to walk around the wall. Okay, cool, 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 cool. He has a strategy, and this is your part, obey. Your part is to hear and to be a doer. Your part is to hear and to be a door. That's, that's it. The strategy doesn't always need you to sit down all day saying, God, speak to my heart. Speak to my heart. And then he said, I, I spoke to your heart three months ago, and I'm still waiting for you to follow through. 
And so in the strategy, he says, Joshua, I just, I want y'all to walk around this wall. So we just going to walk around. Okay. Nobody going to speak. Okay. But last time we was fasting and we was singing and I got, I got a routine and I got a tradition. And what you mean you're shifting on me? You telling me to do something unorthodox. So I'm just going to go ahead and walk around. Okay. One time around this wall. Because you're a supreme strategist and your ways are not my ways. And I don't understand in this moment what's happening, but I'm going to trust you and I'm going to obey. So he does that. And then in Joshua, I'm going to let you read that. That's, that's your part to study. In Joshua, after they've walked around and then on the last walk around, they're able to shout <laughs> How you going to shout like that? <laughs> Listen, anybody been angry and then you shouted and you screamed? And you, okay, it's just me. And then you lost your voice. You, you ever you ever screamed and lost your voice? You're just like, and then, and then someone says, what's going on with your voice? And you just pretend you don't know. You just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on with it. You know you've been <laughs> doing a little bit of something, something with it, right? So imagine in that moment, that you're Joshua, you're at the wall. Some of us are at the wall now in our lives. Some of us are standing at the wall in our lives. And God is saying, you just have to lift your voice. But the way you lift your voice is not the way you've lifted it before. Hear, hear this. He's not telling you to say hallelujah. He's just saying, just release a Shabbat. So you may just have to holler in this moment because what you don't understand, I'm about to shift with you. What you don't understand in the strategies, in the strategy of God is he may say to you at 6 p.m., go ahead and release that. And you're like, what? And then you start clapping. But he said to open your mouth because there are elements that you don't see in your life that God is saying there's some walls in your life. There's some walls in my life. There, there are some things that are, are set by the enemy that says you're not going to come in here and you're not going to get out of this situation. There are some invisible positioning, some things in the spirit realm, some wickedness in the spirit realm that's set. And sometimes God is saying to us, just open up your mouth. Will you be like Ezekiel? Will you look at the situation and say exactly what God is saying? Or will you look at the situation and say, Lord, you know, these are dry bones. You know, this, you know, this bank account is empty. You know, my credit score is bad. You know, this relationship, this marriage ain't going to work. We too, we just too set in our ways. We never going to change. Are you just speaking about the situation or are you speaking what he said to you concerning the situation? He's a master strategist. And so a lot of times he's like, listen, I just need you to open up your mouth. I need you to participate. Somebody say, I'm going to participate this week. I'm going to participate this month. Participation looks like this. If he says jump, jump. That's how you participate. If he says clap, clap. He, if he don't tell you to open your mouth and clap, then just clap. If he says that I want you to put that, I want you to go back down to that bank. I want you to call him. I want you to say, hey, I know that y'all turned me down. I know that's what you said, but this is what I believe. And they, and they start doing the application, do whatever God is telling you to do. Why? Because there's a strategy that's working on your behalf. You cannot look at what's going on and say, well, it must not have been meant to be. You know, it's this kind of year. In this kind of year, there's a lot of things going on and the economy has changed. There's this 
kind of moment where God is like, this is the opportunity that I've been waiting for. I want you to know that I'm setting you up in such a way, but you have to participate. You have to participate. Some people are not participating because what they're doing is they're watching the timeline in this moment and saying, I can't wait for it to be over. And instead of saying, Lord, I got two more months in this timeline. And I, what I want to do is I want to whoop the enemy. There's some things that he's been trying to tell me. Listen, listen, uh -uh, I'm not going to lose my mind. Uh -uh, I know you make me want to have a breakdown. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to bless the Lord a little bit harder. What I'm going to do is I'm going to control my emotions. What I'm going to do is I'm going to study that word. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stand on Christ, a solid rock. What I'm not going to do is what I and I'm going to go by what I know. And so he's this supreme strategist. He sets things in place before we get there and we don't even see what's there. We don't even see it. Elder Neva, we don't even see it. We'd be like, what? It don't look that dangerous. <laughs> it is. Like marrying the wrong person right now because you're feeling all lonely. And you're like, oh, we're going to get married. But you know God said that's not that person. Walk out of that situation. Walk out of that situation. Walk out of that situation. But we can't because we live together. That's where you went wrong. But what happens if it was just something to mess you up for your future? Everything, this is what I keep telling myself, everything that feels good is not going to end good. Everything, it feels, it feels so good, it feels so good, it feels so good, it's not going to always end good. You say, what am I talking about? There are moments when eating ice cream feels good. And there are moments when you're eating ice cream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you keep eating it like that, it feels good, but it ain't going to end good. So it's just a small moment in our lives. So let me keep going. What's my time? All right, I'm doing good. Isaiah 55, 6 to 11. <clears throat> I'm not going to read it for time's sake, but you can jump in there because I want you to know what the word says. Don't trust me. Get into the word. Don't trust me. Get into the word. Get in it. Get in the word. Okay? Don't be just looking at me on the screen, moving around. Get into the word. That word could save you today. All right? Isaiah 55, 6 to 11, it just... I paraphrase it. It just says God wants us to know that, hey, every time I speak to you in details, I want you to understand that I have an exit strategy and an entrance strategy. And because my thoughts are not your thoughts and because my ways are not your ways, I want you to understand that we, I think in a dimension that you will never think in. But not only that, sis, whatever I said is going to happen. Period. Whatever he says is going to happen. And, and so I've, I spent a lot of time in the last decade that I left understanding this, that I can never be out of the will of God because it's so major, so big. <laughs> Everybody makes the will of God so narrow. <laughs> it's this little tight spot that I got to squeeze through. And if I miss it, everything is out of the will of God. That's not how it works. 
if he's already spoke it over my life. I don't care if I lose my mind today and I come back five years to myself, what he spoke over my life will be accomplished. You understand that? And so he's like, listen, my word is not going to go out. It's not going to, it's not going to fail. It's going to be just like the snow, the snow from up in the clouds, it comes down. It's accomplishing what it's supposed to do. It's condensed. The temperature is right. It falls. It does what it's supposed to do. My word is going to be the same way. So I want to set somebody free because all day long, you weren't about the will of God. You don't stress yourself out being out of the will of God. I don't want to be out of the will of God. There's some crazy people in the Bible that was doing the will of God. You can literally be an adulterer and do the will of God. Your character could be jacked up and still you be doing the will of God. Oh, I don't mess some people up. Because it, this is the thing, your character needs work. Who you are needs work. But you, you and I cannot stop the will of God. You and I cannot stop the will of God. You and I cannot stop the will of God. Darlene, no matter what happens, you can be in the will of God. I got, I like it. It's, it's, it messes with the religious minds. Because it's like, what? How Rahab going to be in the will of God? She was a harlot. She was a prostitute. She was a madame. She, she, you know, she took care of me real good and made sure that you had your sexual pleasures. But she was able to be in the will of God because she was in the timeline because he's a strategist. He's a strategist. And so he's like, listen, y'all need someone to help you. I'm going to put a Rahab in the story, mm -hmm. you know, because she's, you know, she know how to deal with men. And so he got a Rahab in the story because she was important to his will. Ah, see, I want y'all to see how that works. And so she was important to his will. And therefore, she helped his people who was on the timeline to do what he needed them to do. So I love it. He's a what? A supreme strategist. He's supreme. He'll take a little girl from Canada and bring her here to go to Dell State so that in the first few months that she's on campus, she meets this man right here named Dwayne Bull because this is destiny colliding in this moment. And then we get married, we get, no, we get saved, we get married, and here we are 32 years later. I didn't know Delaware was going to be where God's will was. Neither was I saved at that moment. So God's a strategist. And in your life, in my life, he's working some details out. He's working some details out. But I want, I want to bring in why you have to trust the supreme strategist. Okay, here come the wake-up call. If I had a, like, you know. If, I, if it wasn't in COVID, I had like 20 people up here. We was going to do the most. But I just, you know, y'all know I love a visual. So I need you to just go with me in the story. You cannot have a, a supreme strategist unless there is a war. There has to be a war. There has to be a war. 
There's a war that we don't see. The invisible forces that don't want the purpose of God to prevail but cannot stop it. And so in those moments where you and I feel a little bit off and we're wondering, what is this element that I'm feeling? It's, it's the, the tear that we said in Ephesians 6 and 12 where, um, you know what? We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. I, it's, it's, you, you treating me the way you're treating me is not personal. <laughs> you understand that the, the God in me and the element in you, because sometimes it could be both of us that are saved, but you could be acting cheesy and, I, and I'm okay. Or I could be acting cheesy and you're okay. I'm just keeping it real because sometimes we act like it's the unsaved people. But, you know, it's just people. People be people. People be people be people. Right? People be people. And because you need your character to, you know, <laughs> be a little bit washed in the blood, that's how it works out. So let's just say Christine and I are not getting along. And I just get a strategy of how I'm going to tell her how she's going to treat me and what she's not going to do. That's just me wasting my time because behind the scene is an enemy using her against me and me against her. And when you waste your time in the wrong strategy, you end up walking and fulfilling the flesh and you end up in a place where now you're repenting, you're apologizing, you're coming back, you feel stupid because you're like, oh my God, I should have known. I know I didn't. That's because I hadn't prayed for the last week. I know God told me to pray, but see, I would have been able to discern that was the enemy, but now I don't cussed you out. I ain't cussed in like three months, but now I cussed you out. I cussed you out because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I thought it was really Christina. She had pushed that button, but no, the enemy will set you up and say to you, oh, and now you know how you feel after that? After we cuss somebody off, cut somebody off and cuss somebody out, whether you said it verbally or not, let me say all of that. Because people be cussing folks out in their mind. I done stabbed you and killed you and everything in my mind. Right? People will do that. But because God is saying we have this warfare, and this, there is always going on. He's saying, I don't want you to, I don't want you to get into this moment. Those of us that have been locked at home with the folks that make us pray. He's saying in this moment, it's okay. Y'all can release it. You might have to find yourself going outside and praying a little bit more because the enemy's job is to come to steal, kill, and to destroy. I'm bringing a prophetic reminder for all of you people who may have forgotten that we're in a war. We're in a war. I know, I know, I know. Everything fluffy, everything's good, but it's not always good in the scene that we cannot see. So we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're also told that we have these tears, these principalities, the sovereignty, supreme powers. There are some powers. Listen, can I say this? Don't let anybody ever in your presence tell you that the, that the devil is weak. He's not weak. He has power. He has supreme power in his realm that he has. Therefore, we have to understand our supreme power given to us through Jesus Christ. Taking my time. Now, I know you were born again and you thought that you were just on your way to heaven. But when you got born again, you entered out of one kingdom, darkness. Let me give you a little history. You entered out of one kingdom, which was the kingdom of darkness, where your ruler and you were the children of the devil. Now you're 
with Christ and you're in the kingdom of God. And now you are the sons of God. So there's two kingdoms. How many kingdoms? How many kingdoms? Which kingdom are you in? Mm, y'all was mumbling on the mask. Were you mumbling at home too? I need y'all to say that. Say it loud and say it proud. What kingdom are you in? Are you speaking in tongues or what? <laughs> we're in the kingdom of God. And because we're in the kingdom of God, there's a clashing that's going on every single day. There's a clashing that's going on every single day and every single day, it never ceases. I know we pay attention to our flesh. I know we're like, oh, it's just my flesh. I'm, no, some things is just the kingdom of darkness coming in to distract you, coming in to overtake you. So we have the principalities, we have the princes, we have these different territorial demonic things. You ever try to move somewhere? You ever try to get into a job? You, you got a promotion and you feel these forces against you? That's not because of the culture where you're at. That is not because you black. That is because there's a principality and spiritual wickedness really there. Have you ever said to yourself, you know what? I'm going to break these curses in my family. It's a generational foolery here. I got to break this. And as soon as you decide you're going to break it, as soon as you decide you're going to break it, there's going to be a principality, some wickedness and some things because you're the first and no one has ever in the strategy given, overcoming. No one has ever defeated it because they backed away. It overtook them. It made them depressed. They got on, they became an alcoholic. Why? Because the, the warfare is real. It's real. And if you're not careful, you will settle into areas that God did not design for your life. You will settle. And you will say things like this, I'm just tired of fighting. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired. Bishop, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired of this year. I'm tired of the people. I'm tired of being in this house. I'm tired of these masks. I'm just tired. I'm tired. And the enemy's saying, good, good, be tired. Be tired because the more tired you become, the more the forces say, mm, I see you slacking. I see you slacking. You slacking in not just your faith, you slacking in your lifestyle. Hmm? You slacking in your lifestyle. You was an avid reader. Can nobody beat you studying? You glancing over two scriptures, glancing. Used to study. Study, they were sick of you, sick of you because you was always bringing them. Here she come with the word. Here he come with the word. Oh, a scripture for everything. Oh my God. Like, can you just talk regular? And in that moment, he says, look at your lifestyle. It's sliding because you're tired. And then, and then this is the thing. We got the audacity to get mad with God. Why you let that? Why you let that happen? And he said, I, I told you to put on your armor. I told you to put on your armor, not your Gucci. Hmm. You don't need no Yves Saint Laurent to fight this war. You could do this in your pajamas and your bonnet. Huh? Ooh, don't get me started. I have fought on many wars in my pajamas. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Fought a many wars. So he's saying, listen, 
Don't shift out of this. Let me time. My time is good. Don't shift out of that because there's some real things going on behind the scenes. But this is, this is where we get excited. We bring out our pom-poms. We'd be like, yes, go Jesus, go Jesus, go Jesus. Woo! Right? This is where we bring out our pom-poms and we cheer and we get real happy. As I said earlier, rejoicing, getting really happy because we've already got victory. Mm-mm-mm-mm. We already have victory. We already have victory. We already have victory. We're not fighting for victory. We already have victory. Jesus said, I like to, I like to make it personal. This is how I feel he'd be talking to me. Sib, chill. <laughs> like I already did this. <laughs> Why are you trying to do the work? I did it, just chill. I've already overcome all this stuff. I've already over, I overcome all the stuff that you were crying about. I already overcame. You, you saying what? You can't do it? Yes, you can. You could do all things through me who strengthens you. You know why you could do it? Because I've already done it. And if greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, then there's this power that's in me that's moving that I don't, I don't even understand the power sometimes, but I got victory. Some days when you, when your emotions tell you the opposite, you need to open your mouth and say, I already have the victory. I already have it. Why? Because my eldest brother took care of that. Nothing like a big brother fighting for you, huh? Nothing like a big brother saying, sis, I got you. Devil, you ain't messing with my kin. <laughs> this is my family. You can't right? He's already interceding. Come on, guys. He's already interceding. But not only that, because Jesus has ascended. This is some truth. I'm, I, I, need, I need your mindset to go that you can't dance through everything. You got to know the word. Woo. You got to know the word. Listen, folks, it's been dancing since the beginning of time and still falling. Quiet because the dancers... Believe that you could dance through everything. If you don't know the word, you can't stand after you finish dancing. I'm not telling you not to dance. I'm telling you that you got to have the word to stand on. That's why people get excited and then they like, this is my posse because we are praisers. But you're weak. You don't want praisers who don't have power because they don't know the word. I want powerful praisers who know the word. They're positioned in a place where the word is anchoring them and allowing them to move. So praise on. But sis, bruh, know what you're praising. Why, why are you praising? Why am I rejoicing? Because greater is he is in me. Okay, I got that. But not only that, hey, he's already overcome. So I've already overcome. This situation will not get the best of me. I've already overcome. As a matter of fact, I'm already in my future. So let me dance about that. Let me dance about how the victory has taken me into the end of the decade. Let me dance about that. Let me praise God and Shabbat him for that. See, that's real faith right there, because I have to say that everything in this decade is already handled. Ooh, I dare you to open your mouth and say that. Stand to your feet. Be like, okay, devil, you're trying to tell me about some stuff. I know everything in this decade is handled, and I am positioned more powerful in this moment, and I know it will be so at the end. I am positioned. 
I am in the end of this decade and I am more powerful. I am more intimate. I have more moving in my life because God has strategized some things for me. As I close out, let me say this one more time. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Ephesians 2, 6 through 9. Ah, I could preach that for 30 days. Ooh, we're in a dimensional position. I know you sitting on them blue chairs. I know you home on your couch. You might be in your car. But that's not really where you are. You're really not there. Ephesians 2, 6 and 9 said, because Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, he has given us access. Although we're here physically, we are also in this transitional place in a dimension ah, that we are with God in a dimension. We're seated, we're, we're seated in heavenly places. Oh, I know. You think you home. <laughs> you think you in this building. You, you are in a dimensional position. Ooh, I don't have time. But let me just illustrate what it looks like. When you think that everything's about the site, and you're looking at the blue chair and the blue car, you know, the carpet. But the dimensional position is high. So it's, it's the kind of thing where God is like, I'm up here, you're up here. This is, where, this is where you're fighting from. You're fighting from here. You know why you're fighting from here? Because all the victory is up here. Everything is already established here because Jesus did everything in the earth realm. He, he fought every, every stupid thing your family did, every dumb thoughts that you have had, every curse that was running through your nation. He, he took care of all of that. And so he's like, you're already, you're already in heavenly places. You're in a dimension that I know your physical man keeps wanting you to think that this is where you are. I'm on earth. I'm on earth. But the Bible says that we're in, we're, we're here, but we're not of, meaning that there is this place where we have dual citizenship. So I know I got an American citizenship here, but I had the real citizenship in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, that means that the kingdom that's inside of me is ap- operating from a heavenly realm. I'm bringing your minds up. It's okay. We're not going to talk french fries and chicken wings today. As we close out, I I want you to leave this moment understanding that God is a strategist. He's a supreme strategist. And he has this decade handle. Now, will I just follow what he's saying? Will I just, I'm not talking about today. Let me bring you in. Did you hear what I said? He's got this decade handle. Just where, where the usher catch me? Cause I, I feel the press. Oh, I feel the present. He got the, I'm, I'm wasting. <laughs> I'm wasting energy on today. Feel it. If you got to cry, cry. If you got snot, snot. If you got to apologize to people, apologize to people. Whatever you got to do, you do those things. You understand? But what I'm saying is, can you allow the elevation of your mind to be, Talk, talk, talk bad. I'm about to be a multimillionaire. What? In this time, how is that going to happen? I'm about to have global business. In this time, how is that going to happen? I'm about to own some properties that I don't even pay for. It's going to be given to me. In this time, who's giving you that? 
Let's just say you're watching. You're like, I know what the doctor said and they told me and I'm back on these prescriptions. Take your prescription, but speak into this decade. Stand toe to toe with the things that you never stood toe to toe to in the last decade. Be like, you know what? <laughs> you kind of tripped me up in the last decade, but what I'm not going to do in this decade is I'm not going to be here again. Anybody not going to be there again? Any saints not going to be there again? Whatever we, it looks like, it is 11. Whatever it looks like, the word of God has already been sent and he has already provided everything that we need. We have the Deuteronomy's power. We have Jesus in him. We live, we move, we have our being. And because of that, we also have the armor because we're in a war. So he strategized to let us know that the, the war is invisible and the armor is too. And when the enemy thinks that he can just push you around, all you got to do is stand on the word. I didn't say you stand on your strength, stand on your word. And I want to leave you with this thought. If God is the master strategist, have you spent any time in this year asking him what the strategy is? Or have you been just moving in survival mode? What is the strategy? What is he saying to you? What is the strategy? God, what's the strategy? And then as I prophetically say this to you, if he speaks to you, he may speak to you at the end of the decade conversation, having you walk backwards. Listen to me, I'm speaking to you prophetically. God may give you a big, huge answer and then, because he's saying, I've given you vision and the vision is in 20, what is it? What is it? We'll be in 2020, 20, 20, 30. And when he says everything, write it down and don't be afraid to write it down, write it down. And once you write it down, watch how the steps are going to move you backwards because you're now going back in time. He speaks to you in the eternity. And he says, here's is where you are. And then I'm going to work you back in time. And I'm going to give you the strategies for what to do. And all you have to do is obey it. Stand to your feet. For those of you who are there online, virtually, make sure that you obey what God is saying. It doesn't have to make sense to you. How many things have you already done in life with God that has made no sense? How many times have you showed up unqualified and God made you qualified because the favor is there? How many times have you wrestled with the imposter syndrome because you forgot who you were? In him, in him, you had, you're wrestling with the imposter syndrome because you thought that your justification and all the things that came with it is in this realm, but it was already done before the beginning of time. Father, we give you thanks and praise. First and fo foremost, thank you for being the supreme strategist. There's so much that you want to talk to us about. And there's so many things.